Welcome to the favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I, I think it's fair to say this is the fastest growing, most popular sports betting podcast in the country right now. I am Chad Millman. I'm the chief content officer of the Action Network. For those who are new to our rapidly growing podcast audience, Action Network is a sports media company that is focused entirely on serving the sports betting audience. Everything you need to know from an analyst point of view, whether that be the folks who go heavy on research, heavy on data, heavy on analytics, or they are professional bettors like my co-host, Simon Hunter. That's what you can get from the Action Network. Check it out, actionnetwork.com. Follow us on Twitter at Action Network HQ. Listen to our other podcasts, Big Bets on Campus for Colleges, the Action Network podcast for NFL. Download the free Action Network app. You will get it all. And it's beautiful, especially this past week, because Simon, Simon Hunter, my BFF, my compadre, my companion. Dude, we had a, we had the good, we had the bad, we had the ugly. We went three and two in the five picks that we feel best about, which is a win. Huge ROI. How are you? How you feeling? I feel pretty optimistic. As an Eagles fan, Chad, I, I can't lie to you. You wake up this morning. I can't even listen to the radio. Usually that's my routine, especially after a bad loss. I like to throw on a local radio and just hear all these South Philly guys just cursing out this team. I can't do it. Just embarrassment. It's like shame, especially because we had in our contest. I just feel shame. Like my initial read was so spot on. I, I got duped by week one. I'm embarrassed. But, you know, living, you learn. It's my, my heart was too close to it. That's that, that was the problem. Shame. I love the Chicago Bears. We all know this. I was all over the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. And me and you and Sean Kerner and Chris Raybon, our show convinced me that we do Sunday mornings, 11 a.m. at Action Network HQ, where we go over all the bets. You guys give me your favorite bets. You try to convince me what I should take. Pre-game, we were talking about the Browns and the Bears. And I said to you guys, I said, look, the Bears are going to get blown out here. Rookie quarterback who holds the ball against a pass rush that will pin its ears back and a coach who is a coward, who does not know how to game plan, who refuses to acknowledge that this guy is more talented than anybody else and is losing the locker room because everyone knows Justin Fields gives him the best chance to win and he is not willing to do anything about it. And I thought like Dan Orlovsky on Get Up yesterday, this is Tuesday afternoon, on Get Up yesterday had this rant about it was complete and total advocation of uh, abdication of responsibility by Matt Nagy of the Chicago Bears. I agreed. I like I thought he should be fired after that game. He was terrible. That was a terrible, terrible display. Every ex-player that's talking about that game is just ripping him apart. And that's all you need to know. I mean, that he has to have lost that locker room. If all these ex-players feel that way, all the players must all feel the exact same way inside the locker room. I, obviously, I, you probably didn't watch that game again. I watched it again because I enjoyed that game. I bet the under. That was that was a good game for me. That um, was your, uh, I think that was your, um, your Underplaying convinced me, yeah. yeah. So that was my biggest total bet of the day. And 
we talked about why I like the under. Everything happened. We we said we just didn't trust the rookie on the road and all the inexperience. I thought it was just gonna be a heavy running game for both teams. The Bears can even do that. Um, Nagy though, I, I like again. I know you're probably never gonna watch that game ever again. He literally kept the same exact style of offense that Andy Dalton ran. I mean, you couldn't find two more different players than Fields and Andy Dalton. So, yeah, I, as much as I feel pity for me as an Eagles fan, I, I don't compared to Bears fans. The Bears thing just seems like a whole train wreck. Well, it's also it's a very interesting thing about the NFL right now. And I want to remind people we're going to get to um, the Simon Says bet where you say just bet it right away. This past week, it was the Cincinnati Bengals. Um and we may get to a hornet's nest. And then on Thursday, we'll do our big balls bet of the week. Um, but uh, betting the NFL is really challenging right now. We saw it on Sunday night, we had the Niners minus three, three huge pass interference calls that really set up the Packers for success. And you are seeing holding penalties, you know, unconvinced me, Sean Kerner had mentioned that holding penalties have increased to more than two a game. You're seeing it on so many plays, but more than anything, and I said this last week, the NFL is less and less about cover your ass decision-making. And it feels like the only coach who's still doing cover your ass decision-making is Matt Nagy, who's living off a rep that he got to coach for Andy Reid and be considered an offensive genius. And it turns out he's afraid to make any decision that isn't by the book. Whereas every other coach that the Browns game was perfect. Kevin Stefanski has two different times on fourth downs in not advantageous field position where he decides to go for it. Matt Nagy has the same option twice and makes bad decisions about what the bears should do. Should they punt? Should they go for it? Should they kick a field goal? Should they go for it? Makes the wrong decision every time. This is not a cover your ass decision-making league anymore. And I think basically we're talking about simple math here. Stefanski, he went for both times on fourth down, right? In, in the Bears red zone. Say he just kicks field goals. That's six points. Instead, he goes one for two. He gets a touchdown. So you got one extra point. So again, simple math. People like that's why these coaches, it's like all these analytic guys. What the hell do they know? It's like, okay, it's just basic math. You don't have to be some guy that went to Harvard to figure out why these decisions are different. But, uh, no, you touch on the holding penalty stuff, Chad. I think I went four and one on the unders I gave out. It was, I think, unders were 11 and five um, last week. It's just the penalties. Like, the holding, it just kills drives. And we saw it all last week. I think there was one over in the 1 p.m. games, and that was the Bills-Washington game. So, every other game went under for the 1 p.m. slate. So, it's... You can say what you want about the players being sloppy. I think it has a lot to do with these refs. They're kind of overcalling things, kind of make a correction from last year. I mean, last year at this point, the overs were hitting at a 65% clip. So we've seen major regression in that position. But, um, yeah, we'll talk about this upcoming week. It's the public had their day. Um, the public pretty much dodged a bullet on the, the Ravens. Every guy I knew, every asshole in the world, had them that the taking the six off on a teaser and had the Ravens minus one and a half. Uh, they all had Denver in their teasers. I mean, every everything hit. The only one that really tripped people up was the Chiefs, but no one was betting the Chiefs really heavy to beat the Chargers. You know, that wasn't like a really big money line parlay play. So I, I think we have major regression coming up this weekend where we're due. We're so overdue for a, a big upset. Like last year, we talked about it, Chad. 
The Jaguars week one upset the Colts. That knocked out half of all the people in our survivor contest. We haven't had that yet this year. And I mean, this is week four. We still haven't had a major upset. So we're going to dive into the slate here. There are a lot of red flags this week. So I'm excited to break it all down. Yeah, on Thursday, we will narrow down the field. We will talk about the games that uh, we liked the most from Tuesday, how lines have moved, how injuries have changed our perspective, how news has changed our perspective. We'll talk about survivor picks. We'll talk about money line parlays. Today is the day we go through the entire slate. Um, our good, bad, and ugly from this past week, we were on the, the Chargers from the beginning, nailed it. Uh, the ugly has to be Miami, which we escaped with a win on that one. The bad, the Eagles were just trash. And we made a bad, bad call on the Eagles at plus three and a half, plus four uh, against the Cowboys. We're ready to move on. We're on to Cincinnati. Jacksonville Jaguars at Cincinnati Bengals. Thursday night, the resurgent, amazing Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals came roaring back. The look ahead line, the line that was posted, you know, in advance of games last week, the Bengals were two and a half point favorites. The Bengals, two and one, win over Minnesota, win over Pittsburgh, minus seven and a half. Whoa, Nelly! Damn it, Chad. Damn it. Why do we have to keep betting the Jaguars? What? Know, what is? Right? This is such a, a blessing and a curse in life. It's the truest thing ever, right? With this. Um, I hate it. I hate that we have to make this bet because just looking at the board, I love this for our survivor pick. I mean, again, we'll talk about it on Thursday, but Cincinnati, in what world do they lose to this Jaguars team? We've been outscored probably 50 points to about 10 in the second half this year. Um, God, the Jaguars are awful. I I hate that we have to keep betting on them, but you just talked about this line. The look at was minus two and a half. Now they're up to minus seven and a half. Um, Yikes, 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 yikes. Right, well, let me uh, frame it this way, though. So let's say we're going to bet on the Jaguars. And we did last weekend. Uh, we had the Jaguars plus seven and a half at home against the Cardinals. I thought if there's ever going to be a game the Jaguars win, this is going to be it. Um, or just cover. Like that felt like a, a guaranteed cover kind of game. So the question is, this team has 0-17 written all over it. The coach stinks. The quarterback is young, making bad decisions. That was a horrible pick six that really cost the Jaguars the game and cost them the cover. Uh, So why do we have to bet the Jaguars? We don't have to bet the game, by the way. Like there comes a point where there is diminishing returns on this precedent. We decided where the Jaguars are the right side because it's overvalued on the number moving so high. I don't feel like I have to bet the Jaguars plus seven and a half. You don't. That's that's why you get to live a good life, Chad. But as a professional, I do. And I had this at four and a half. adjusted after the game with the Jaguars. No way did I move this all up to seven and a half. So if I think I'm getting three points of value, I bet this number. Um, the Jaguars are terrible. Everything you said is so true. But Cincinnati is not as good as people think they are. Um, they're actually our best team right now. For our competition, we're 3-0 in games involved in Cincinnati. We picked them twice, and they've won outright both times for us. And we faded them with the Bears, and they lost. So I, I, I do have a pulse on this team, it feels like, with Cincinnati. And, again, I talk my Thursday nights, I usually go chalk. I usually do take the favorites, especially home favorites. I'm, I'm not as scared of it when it's a big number like this. But I have to. This is just – it's inflated number, and this is just a backdoor game. The, the Bengals' defense is not good enough to be favored by this many points. And – 
Lawrence, he's bad right now. I mean, we haven't talked about it yet. I believe rookies are one in 10 against the spread this season. And the only cover was a rookie playing a rookie and Mac Jones beating, um, was it Zach, Zach Wilson? Wilson? Yep. So I, I don't know, Chad, I, I'm not going to make people do it, but this is my life. Let's like, these are the games I have to bet because I mean, I do it enough. This is a 60% kind of situation where you're, you're just taking a team that they're own three, they're own three against the spread. We saw it last year too. We talked about this, the jets and the Cowboys, they didn't cover for five, six weeks to start the year. So I'm not making people bet this. We're not putting this in our contest either. Like I am so out, but we are going to be talking Thursday. This might end up being one of our survivor picks because I just don't see a world where the Bengals don't win this game at home on a short week against the awful, awful coaching of Urban Meyer. So when you think about this game, and I want to move on to the next game, but uh, it's a game that's disgusting. It's a game that you can't find any tangible reason for the way the teams are playing to really have confidence in the Jaguars, but you feel like you have to bet it. You're a professional better. You've got to take every opportunity to make as much money as you can in these five or six months. So you're betting sides, you're betting totals, you're betting money lines, et cetera, et cetera. The Jags things isn't balancing their way though. That's the thing. Like, no, no, but here's my question. Yeah. Here's my question. How much do you end up betting on this game? Like as a percentage of bankroll in like the, the, if you're normally betting say two to three units on a game, is this a one unit bet? How do you determine what that is if you feel like you have to bet it because the opportunities to make money on the right plays is limited? It's all situational too. Or I told you last week, like we do that convince me uh, meeting on Friday. My two biggest bets on Friday were the Chargers went out right and the Jaguars who got smoked. So it, it is um, all about situation and where I'm angling at. But again, that's the hardest part where it's like, I had a good day because a lot of those unders hit and I hit big on the Rams and I hit big on the Vikings, two teams I really liked um, that day. But I gave a lot of it back Monday night because we talked about it. I took the Eagles plus four and a half. I took the Eagles plus four. And I took them at three and a half. So that's the hardest thing where this Jaguars, because they've been so bad. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, say I had up close to like 10K last week on them on the spread and then probably another like two or three K on their money line, like involved in bets like that. At, at most, I'll put 5K on this spread. I'm just, it's one of those as a professional, I'll bet this because there's value on this line, but I'm not betting it big again because I, like we just talked about, things, something's just wrong there. Like they're literally driving at the end of the game to get us this back door and Robinson fumbles it in the red zone. And it just felt like every little thing that could have gone wrong with the Jaguars kind of did, even though they had that kick return at the end of the half. It's it's bad there. I, I honestly, like, I wasn't giving you much credit for how you were saying you think Urban was going to leave for USC. Every game that goes by, you see it wearing on this guy. I mean, if they do start 0-7, I, I think he leaves too. Let's move on. Yeah. New York Giants at New Orleans Saints. The Giants, the New York football Giants, uh, lost at home to the Falcons as favorites. Uh, the one time we decide not to bet on the Falcons because we've had enough, even though we knew it was the right side, we walk away because we don't have courage of our convictions. They're visiting the Saints. The Saints are seven and a half point favorites. Uh, this feels wildly inflated to me, wildly inflated. There's no reason to be making Jameis Winston a more than touchdown favorite. I can't, I can't buy into this team with him as the quarterback. I just can't do it. I really wish it was still that plus nine and a half. That was a beautiful number when I opened at that. So I'm not shocked at all. It's been bet down to seven and a half. This is 
like you just talked about, it's way too big of a number for Winston that at any moment that guy drops back, you're expecting a pick six. So love Daniel Jones on the road. I, I would have to go on bet labs and look it up. But I believe he's like 10 and five against the spread on the road in his career. So we, we take Danny dimes on the road. We fade him at home. It's been working out for us. 10 and four on the road against the spread. Uh, 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 five, four and 11 at home against the spread. I mean, there, there it is. People follow those trends. But there's something about the Saints that I did, I wasn't I just wasn't that impressed with them against the Patriots. I thought the Patriots were who we expected them to be. Right? They were a team that struggled against a not as good a team as we thought they would be in Miami. Dominate a team that is every bit as bad as we thought they would be in Miami. Jets. They played a team in the Saints that is good in the trenches and has a quarterback who still makes really, really, really incredibly bad decisions. And that's never going to change. Jameis is as Jameis does. I do worry about the Giants injuries. Their defense is a little bit tattered right now. Yeah, uh, that's that's true. But we we talked about last week, that was such a look ahead for New England. The same reason we really were off the Bucks. It was just both teams were looking ahead to, to this Sunday when they're playing each other. So the Saints, I, I really can't get a read on them. I, I don't know what they are because they, they were so like thoroughly dominated by Carolina. Maybe Carolina's D is that legit. You said that the, the Giants, they do have major injuries on their defense, but at the same time, I mean, I, I, I believe in this Giants team in the sense that they kind of are always going to keep these ugly games close. We, we've seen it with them to start the year. I mean, the Denver one was, was brutal, but that was week one. They've, they've fought tough in their last two games. So I'm not going to make you put it in, Chad, but that's it's probably going to be on our list, buddy. Seven and a half, that's, that's too many points for Winston to be favored in a game. Oh, Jesus Christ. I was thinking we'd immediately not be having a conversation about the Giants being on our list. Uh, <laughs> and now I have to square it because you think it will be. I'd be shocked if we come to a consensus that the Giants are on our list. Kansas City Chiefs at Philadelphia Eagles. The last place Kansas City Chiefs are going on the road to Philadelphia. Fly, Eagles, fly. They're visiting the Eagles off of a horrible primetime loss in which I really feel like they gave back all the goodwill that you and I gave them the first week of the season. Uh, seven and a half point dogs at home is a huge number for a Chiefs team that has really not covered in its last, I think they're one and 10 against the spread in the last 11 games. Ooh, Chad. Uh, Numbers you know, moved down, by the way. Opened eight and a half, now it's seven and a half. Uh, and you know, you have to bet the Eagles here. They you have to bet the Eagles. This is typical um, embarrassment on a primetime game. I think they're horrible. Their O-line's all banged up. There is no logical reason to take the Eagles other than the fact that they're not as bad as they looked against Dallas. Um, man, the, the Chiefs, though, this this is like the, the game everyone's going to have in teasers. Like, in what world do you see that Patrick Mahomes losing three straight games? I don't think in his NFL career he's ever lost three straight games. Um Man, scary, scary, scary game, this one. Uh, pretty much feels like, you know, what did this, this – I think originally it was six. Now, like you said, I went to eight and a half down, down seven and a half. Yeah. 
this is going to be like a week. We're going to talk about a bunch of these games. It's one of the biggest discrepancies of pros versus Joes, a lot of these games. And this is like a classic example of every professional I know. doesn't matter how, what your opinion is on the Eagles. You bet this, you bet this game. Seven and a half at home against the team that is got major issues right now. I know the Eagles have major issues too. Something's wrong with the Chiefs. They just don't look right. Like Mahomes looks human. He doesn't look superhuman like he did the last couple of years. So you said it, Chad. We, we have to take this number. This is just what we do. What do you have it rated at? I thought it was good what it opened at, six. I thought that was – like I had that as a number. I think I might have moved to half a point um, with the injuries the Eagles have now to the O-line. So I had it – I think I'm up to six and a half now. But seven and a half is perfectly understandable just because – the sports books need to protect against teasers. And that's what this number is. This is kind of a protection against teasers. So it's it's scary times right now in Philadelphia, Chad. I'm not going to lie to you. This this guy, Sirianna, might be a complete disaster. Why do you say that? What did you see that makes you say that? He's just dumb. Um, honestly, we Miles Sanders has two carries. And I both carriers go for, like, well, I think one carry was 15 yards. The other carry was for seven yards. Those were his only two carries the entire game. Uh that game was one of again, he he does little things where you're just like this guy doesn't get it. And you talked about with um Stefanski going for a fourth down. It was fourth and five at midfield. The Eagles were down 20 to seven at halftime. He 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 punted. Um okay, this guy doesn't get it. If he can get a points there, so he can even get three points, it would literally be 20 to seven or 20 to 10. Then we got the Eagles would get the ball to start the second half. He didn't do that. We punted. It was 27 to start the second half, and he throws a pick six first drive, and that's the ball game. So I just think he's dumb. He's scared. He's overthinking things, and he's not going to be a head coach for more than a year for this Eagles team. Everything I've seen for this guy, he's a good rally, rally guy. He's an assistant. This guy is not a head coach. So that's that's why I'm so out on this Eagles team. But at this number, I got to bite the bullet. I got to take this just because this is so inflated. And we talked about uh, uh Chad, how many times have we faded the Chiefs and it's worked out for us? It feels like every time. Yep. So we have to keep it going until they until they win a, a cover a couple of games in a row. We'll just keep going against the Chiefs and making money. I don't think anybody listening can sense any bias against the coaches that uh, are leading our hometown teams in the Bears and the Eagles. There's nothing vitriolic. Yeah, totally not bitter. Yeah, vitriolic about any of those language. Houston Texans at Buffalo Bills. Uh, the Texans are on the road. 16 and a half point underdogs to Matt Mitchell's looking amazing, turning the tide, clearly getting over their issues from week one, Buffalo Bills. The Bills make me wanna shout. kick your heels up and shout. throw your hands up and shout. throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the Bills are making it happen now. This moved, this line opened at 14, it's up to 16 and a half. Interestingly, the betting tickets are 51-49 in favor of the Texans right now. Yeah. Easy opinion. Either stay away or you take the Bills. Uh, cannot take David Mills on the road. This this kid cannot put drives together. If it's third and five, it might as well be third and 20 for this kid. It, it just – Houston is a train wreck. The only reason we were really in on them was because Terod is just a – a solid quarterback and the fact that he's out, I cannot trust a rookie making his first start on the road, uh, let alone this one. So yeah, I'm either going to be on the bills or I'm just going to be passing this game. 
I don't even want to talk about it that much. Me either. It's, it's going to be the corner TV game, right? Like there's a lot of Bills fans, I get it, but there's not enough Texans fans that the books are going to think, oh, this is a game that is attracting people's attention. Carolina Panthers at Dallas Cowboys. My favorite team, the Carolina Panthers, four and a half point underdogs on the road against the Dallas Cowboys. This, to me, is a must bet Panthers. And must play. We have to put this one in. Cowboys have looked good. And actually, a little side play. I've already bet the under in this game as well. Dallas has played well. Dak has played incredibly smart since he's been back. Not taking too big of hits, making the right reads, throwing the right passes. Carolina's defense looks for real. Uh, I know that McCaffrey injury is going to be a big deal. And, you know, we're all waiting for the, the shooter drop on Sam Darnold. This just doesn't seem like the situation where it's going to fall apart for them. They, they have everything rolling. They've had the extended time because they played Thursday last week. Cowboys are feeling themselves. This line will be inflated because of all the Cowboy loyalists betting this lineup. Yeah, we're, we're taking this number. And it's interesting. These are both um, – I think they're the last two teams that are undefeated against the spread. Uh, or, no, Denver is as well. So, yeah, this is – we might be playing a fire here, but I'm going to keep riding with a hot hand and riding Carolina because – I just can't see their defense really getting blown out. And this is just a really good situation where the Cowboys just had a huge, huge win in a divisional rival. Now there's a big letdown game the following week. So we, we like this number a lot. I definitely, I'm not doing it right now, but um, I'm going to have a decent amount invested on the uh, money line of Carolina. So if you want to make this my Simon Says play, Chad, I, I don't hate it. Simon Says! go bet the Panthers plus four and a half. This felt like an obvious one for all the reasons you just said. I do worry a little bit. I do worry a little bit that we have consistently undervalued the Cowboys. They looked much, much better in the opening night game than we thought they would. They looked much, much better last night. Their defense seems to have more speed. They fly around the ball. Mike McCarthy is still a horrible decision maker. And in a game like this, this might be the difference between the Cowboys winning and losing. Um, so I do have a lot of confidence. I think Matt Rule is an incredible coach. We started seeing this last year. We've also talked about how the opportunity to find value on a team like the Panthers wanes much more quickly because there's more people betting, more people seeing how well they're doing. So it's changing their power rating for bookmakers. But this is a spot where I do think you're getting a little bit of value. Um, yeah, so if the I Cowboys, oh, sorry, if the Cowboys were minus three, I'd probably be on them. That's what I had this game at. It's just the fact that you can get five, four and a half at different books right now. That's it's just an inflated line. So that's why it's not that I hate the Cowboys. It's just the, the line just isn't favored their way. I neglected to ask you two things. You just mentioned you already bet the under on this game. The total on the Panthers Cowboys is 50 and a half. Um, we have gone through Jags Bengals. The total on that is uh, 45 and a half. Um, any immediate thoughts there? Yeah, I did the over for the Bengals. I, again, I think the Bengals defense is suspect. And I think the Jaguars defense is suspect. Saints Giants was 43. Have you done that? Nah. Eagles Chiefs was 54 and a half. Have you done that? Bet the under, but it's just it's literally a fade against Hurts. It's like, okay, this this offense might be broken for this Eagles team. They had I know they had a fluky touchdown or two at the end of there, but 
their offense is like again, they scored 11 against the 49ers and they would have scored seven against the Cowboys in a full game. It wasn't for that last fluky touchdown. So I like the under in that one. Texans Bills. Did you do that yet? That's I, I actually took again, took the under. I, I people hate it, but I'm an under guy. Um, took the under again. And now a word from our friends at FanDuel. The NFL is back and FanDuel Sportsbook wants you to get the most out of every play. That's why they're giving everyone a $10 risk-free bet every week. All you have to do is bet a same-game parlay bet with three legs or more. And if your bet doesn't win, FanDuel will pay you back up to $10. For example, this Thursday, I'm considering the Bengals' money line, the under, and Joe Burrow passing yards over. Just look for SGP icons on any matchup and you'll know it's eligible for same game parlays. I love betting at FanDuel because it's America's number one sportsbook app. I get paid out fast when I win and there's no feeling like nailing a same game parlay bet. So lock in your bets today on FanDuel Sportsbook and get up to 10 bucks back if your bet doesn't win. New to FanDuel Sportsbook? They're also offering a risk-free $1,000 bet if you prefer that. Just sign up with promo code FAVORITES, and if your first bet loses, you get up to $1,000 back in site credit. That's promo code FAVORITES. Must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Refunds issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund $10. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Same game parlays available for multiple sports in all states on both mobile and web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, New Jersey, Virginia. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. Let's get back to the show. How quickly lines come out Sunday night, lines come out Monday morning. How many bets do you think you make in the first 24 hours that lines are open? Probably 100, give or take. But again, it's all small, like a couple hundred, couple hundred dollars here, maybe 200 here, maybe a couple of 50 here, and then one or two couple thousand dollar bets just because the books limit like they lemon until about Wednesday, Thursday, how much you can get down. All right. Cleveland Browns at Minnesota Vikings. Oh, it looks like I'm seeing a couple different things, anywhere from one and a half to two and a half. Uh, the Browns are favored. The Vikings at home getting points. You should have listened to me last week. We love the Vikings as dogs at homes, Chad. Hop on the train, baby. Why didn't we do it? I don't remember what happened. I said, I said, we have to do one, either the Rams or them. And we end up going the Rams, which right, didn't matter. Right. Um, yeah, we, like, we love, we talked about it last week. Zimmer as a dog at home has just been so profitable to us over the years. This is a typical game where we see this being a shootout because Cleveland's defense, again, they're improved, but Houston was running all over them. They were passing all over them. Same words as the chiefs. Uh, it was more about the bears just having a letdown game. So I like the Vikings and I like the over in this game. The over has moved six points. Oh my God. Never mind then. Yeah, I hit that. I hit that Sunday night. That's shocking. It's moved that much. Um, I mean, it moved from 47 and a half to 53 and a half. Yeah. So I got a 48 and a half. Wow. Wow. That's that. So the, the pros have hit that. Um stay away, people. That's scary. That's scary. That's a lot of money to move at that many points. 
big. That's Officer Bigley. They yeah, might that's, say. that's that's crazy. Look, I, I, I think you're 100 percent right about the Browns. I think this Vikings defense can get after it. I think that um, that the Browns benefited from looking so good against a terrible, terrible, terrible Bears team. And now you can look at the Vikings and say, okay, they lost to a Bengals team that might be better than we think. Yeah. They lost to a Cardinals team on a fluke play that might be better than we think. So all of a sudden the Vikings being one and two and being sort of a, a underdog at home that's undervalued makes a lot more sense. Yeah, put them in a teaser again, too, if you're scared to take this number, people. Having, having the Vikings last week plus eight and a half at home was never never in doubt. So that's how I feel again this week. You have them over a touchdown and a teaser because it's at plus two right now, uh, FanDuel, I believe. You, you take that in a teaser. But for us straight up, I have no problem taking this low of a line. This is, uh, this is like you just said, there's too much faith being put into this Browns team that shut down a rookie quarterback making his first start on the road. Yeah. I mean, that game got a lot of attention. Oh, yeah. I mean, people are going to talk about that all week. I mean, the naggy drama, it's just, whoo, that's content king for all these channels. By the way, here's my Sid Luckman bobblehead doll. Still the greatest quarterback in Chicago Bears history. But I believe in Justin Fields. Not saying I don't. I don't believe in Matt Nagy. I am saying that. Right now, we're already talking about Liking the Giants plus seven and a half, even though that's never going to last into Thursday. We like the Vikings plus two and a half. Um, and we like the Eagles plus seven and a half. This is grotesque. It, it's only about to get worse, Chad. You don't want to know what the, my biggest bets this week so far. They're coming up. Oh, God. Well, we, and we also, by the way, we already decided that the Panthers plus four and a half is our Simon Says bet of the week. So yep. go bet it. Take a little taste of the money line, too. Little bit, do a half a unit on the money line. Detroit Lions at Chicago Bears. The game opened at Lions plus five and a half, down to Lions, really plus two and a half. Of course, we take the Bears here, Chad. It's the same reason we took the Bears against Cincinnati at home. The Bears always play better at home. You're never going to have a time in the season where the Lions won't be more overvalued. Uh, they should have won last week. The the bookmakers are kind of counted as a win. The betters are counted as a win. They've come in heavy on the lines and they've completely tossed out the Bears. I'm not making anyone bet this. There's no chance this win our contest. This is a pros versus Joe's game. The only logic I can give you for taking the Bears, they're not as bad as they looked against uh, Cleveland. It's like we talked about. It felt like sabotage by Nagy. I know it's not. I know like that's just crazy conspiracy theorists as a fan. But man, like you literally watched the game. He didn't change a single thing from Andy Dalton's offense to Justin Fields, even though they're completely different styles. Terrifying, terrifying, terrifying. So I will be betting the Bears. But I, if someone came to me and said, hey, I've, I've taken the lines, and I put them in a teaser as well. Good, good bet. Because this is, I, I have zero confidence in betting this. I'm just betting simply the number that this should be minus three and a half. It's minus three, minus two and a half. I take the Bears. I will say one thing. I think that the Lions are tougher and better than anyone has given them credit for. And we all made fun of Dan Campbell. We all made fun of the biting the kneecaps thing. Um, but this team, look, they came back strong against the Niners in week one. Never stopped. We were the only ones that bet down on that game. Right. Too, Jeff. Bet them at eight and a half. Uh, 
they played the Packers really, really well until Jared Goff realized the football was wet. They went toe-to-toe punching the Ravens in the mouth. You know, I love these underdog like parlays, and I had the Lions in there, and that would have been a great hit for me. But as soon as Tucker came out, I don't know about you, but I was just like, there's no way that he misses this. It's just that guy is one of a kind. God, I hate kickers, Chap. They affect so much money in my life. Uh, the total in this game for the Bears-Lions is 42 and a half. Again, another one I'll be there on the under. I won't bet it. Tennessee Titans at New York Jets. Right now, this game moved from Titans three and a half to Titans seven and a half. This is, this is where you have to reach deep down into your soul, pull up your courage to bet the New York Jets. And if you tell me this is you're going to be your biggest bet, if you tell me right now your biggest bet is on the New York Jets, I may have to turn off the Zoom. It's not, but it's pretty close. Take the points, take the money line. This is like one of my favorite upsets of the day. Jets are winning this game. I don't know how. Nothing makes sense. Love, 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 love the Jets in this position. Dude, we Uh, are in the foxhole. I'm calling it right now. Okay. Right now. Let's climb down into the foxhole. You and I are in a foxhole together on the New York football Jets. That's terrible. It is. You're looking for logic, people. There is no logic behind this bet. The Jets are horrible. Their O-line's banged up. Their quarterback is bad. Bad, bad, bad. Uh, This number is huge. This is way too big of a number for a Tennessee team that, okay, huge upset win over the Seahawks. Then they come home. They get a big win against a divisional rival in the Colts, which the Colts have owned them the last couple of years. So that is a huge, huge win for the Tennessee Titans. Now they're going on the road to play a Jets team that I don't think they scored a single point against Denver. Um, yeah, Chad, this is gross. This is right up my alley. This is this is what I love to do. Suffer in pain. These rookies cannot keep not covering. These the, like eventually the tide has to turn. This is insane. Vegas has given us a lot of a lot of points here. They're giving us a lot of value to say, please, someone save us and bet us with the Jets. And I'm that guy. Um, I promise you right now, I won't put this on convince me because I feel so terrible at the Jags. But this is this is one of my favorite bets of the week. Uh, the Jets plus seven and a half. Jesus Christ. Something's got to knock some of these people on the survivor contest. Like there's going to be some crazy upsets. This, this has to be one on, on the board. I mean, Zach Wilson, you jumped off that Zach Wilson bandwagon pretty quickly because three or four weeks ago, you're talking about how you think he's the best of the rookie class. Still do. Um, he's just not put in a position to succeed. I mean, my early reads were spot on. Mac Jones, ain't that good. Trevor Lawrence, not in a good position right now. The head coaching's terrible. Uh, we'll see. The Justin Fields thing, you know how I feel about that. Ohio State doesn't produce quarterbacks. The Bears can't draft quarterbacks. Uh Trey Lance right now, I think he's like third for rookie of the year because he's not playing. That, that's all you have to say about uh, this rookie class right now. That's how bad the rookie class is. Trey Lance has been in for like three plays. All touchdowns. All touchdowns. And he's third in the year in rookie of the year balloting. Yeah. At, in, in rookie of the year odds. Oh, my God. That's so true. Indianapolis Colts at Miami Dolphins. Dolphins are very short home favorites here. These are not very good teams. These are teams that that are not living up to any of the expectations that we had before the season began. 
The total in this game is 43 and a half right now, which dropped three and a half points from 47. I don't know about this one, Simon. Bet Miami and I bet the over, but it's a pass for me. Uh, probably won't have more than two to three hundred dollars on this game. Do not want to watch it. Don't care about it. Not going to learn anything from it. Pass. Washington football team at Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons, who we had loved, loved, loved. And then the one week we know we love them, but are too scared to bet them. They cover a short favorite. I don't think this Washington football team is good enough to be a road favorite, but I don't think this Atlanta Falcons team is good enough to be a winner in the NFL. Yeah, that's what that we're simply taking Washington just because we don't believe Atlanta can win back to back games. Washington is a more complete team. They have a defense that can, again, the defense has looked horrible, but I still have faith in that defense being able to get stops when they need to. It's going to be a big difference going from Josh Allen, a guy who's playing at MVP level, to Matt Ryan, who, man, did he look bad against the Giants in that game? It's crazy they end up winning and covering that game. Uh, I, I like Washington. I like the kid Heineke. It's, it's not the very pro of me to not take the home dog, but there's certain situations where I just don't do it. And this is one of them where I, I just, like you just said, I, I can't back this Atlanta team. I don't trust that coaching. I don't trust the offensive scheme. I, I like Washington to bounce back here. It's not pro of you at all to take the short road favorite against, and especially with the defense isn't just, not very good. Like their secondary is terrible. And we thought this front four for Washington would get some kind of pressure. They're not getting any. Uh, they look mediocre to bad. Um, I think I, I thought they had a chance to get the bills. You didn't. You correctly predicted. Matt Mitchell correctly predicted. This would be a blowout Josh Allen MVP game. Congrats. Woohoo. You guys were right. Um, I'm more curious about how bad the Falcons offense is with Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, and Arthur Smith. They're terrible. And I do want to touch on that Washington defense real quick. They look pretty good against Herbert week one. I think that they only ended up with what, 24, 23 points, uh, the Chargers week one. Daniel Jones, obviously that was kind of an anomaly. It was a Thursday night short week. He ran the ball over them. And then they played Josh Allen, a guy we're talking about for MVP. So I, I'm with people. I get all the hate Washington's defense is getting right now, but I'm just not ready to be like, okay, these guys aren't that good and they're pretty terrible. Um, this is just a really nice bounce back spot. So that's why I, I just like Washington. I've, I've been, I've seen this movie before. That's what it feels like where, you know, I'm starting to feel Atlanta again. I feel good after they got a win for me outright and a cover. No, I'm not getting sucked back in. I'm going to go with Washington who just got the crack picked out of them. Um, by the way, Literally, as I'm talking, because we've talked about this, I've got all the odds. I've got everything in front of me looking at the Action Network um, odds page. Bet just came in on the Washington football team. Decent sized bet. No, it was me. The number. No. No, I'm kidding. Oh, my God. That would have been insane. No, I did send that out to clients, though. Oh, my God. That's so crazy. How uh, much was it for? 100K? Uh, I don't even, I can't tell you how much it was. I don't have, I don't see it. I just know that the number moved. Okay. That is wild. Love that. Line change. <laughs> uh, Seahawks. Let's see here. We are now going to the four o'clock games. Seattle Seahawks at San Francisco 49ers. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. This line has moved through a key number. It was Niners three and a half. It is now Niners minus two and a half. For the love of God, 
for the love of all that is holy, I want to take the Niners so badly here. But I'm very concerned about that secondary. And Russell Wilson, if he does anything, drops bombs. And the number of pass interference penalties against the Niners and the rookie DBs gives me pangs. And now it's impacting how I think about betting. Yep, we're going chalk. No Mahomes, just like Russell Wilson, this would be his third straight loss if he loses this game. We do not live in a world where Russell Wilson will lose three straight games. We will be taking the chalk, the minus, the plus two and a half. We will take the Seahawks here. Wait, wait, um, you're saying we'll take the chalk, and then you're saying we'll take Seattle. Seattle's plus two and a half. Yeah, it's chalk though. They're the public dog. They're one of the public dogs of the week. I okay. bet you all the money's coming in on the Seahawks. People are thinking just like us. That's why that line's moved so much. It's the chalky play taking Seahawks, but I'm cool with it. I like them in this position. Like Chad just talked about the secondary and Jimmy, Jimmy G, man. I, I he just makes some decisions where it's like, why don't why not just put Trey Lance in and just get this party started? We know we're not winning a Super Bowl, Jimmy G. Well, there were plenty of times the other day where it looked like this team isn't as athletic as it isn't athletic enough to miss opportunities. And Jimmy G just couldn't do certain things that Trey Lance could. Yeah. Especially in short down situations. We're aligned. I was confused because I've never heard the term chalk used for an underdog. I've only only heard it used for favorites, but the way you used it was really for whoever is getting the most bets this week. And so that makes sense. I can live with that. Yeah. And it's like the guy, you go to the gas station, you know, and you say, who, who do you like this week for the 49ers or Seahawks? And he's like, ah, Seahawks by two touchdowns. So that's why it just feels like a chalky play. It's like people are just out on the 49ers, you know? The old gas station test. <laughs> it's my favorite I one. I get it. Arizona Cardinals at Los Angeles Rams. The other NFC West matchup, Arizona Cardinals on the road. You're getting this at about Rams minus four and a half. Woo, tough game. Uh, scary backdoor game, but I'll be on the Rams. But don't feel confident enough to make this one of our best five. And it's not going to be one of my bigger bets either. Um Murray is playing at a really high level right now. The Cardinals, they have major issues on that defense. But with this offense, they're always going to be in it. They just have so many weapons. So I do like the Rams because I just like their defense to be able to get stops. But I can't be confident enough to make this one of our best five. A little bit of a pros Joe split here. The bets are on the Rams, 51%. The money on the Cardinals, 61%. It's because he opened at six. Like, that was a good number taking the cards at that number. So now it's dropped way down to four and a half. So I bet you by the time the game gets closer, the money is definitely going to be shifted towards the Rams. Yeah. Everything about me says, everything about this game screams take the Rams. It really does. This to me, this is, this is a, we don't know who these Cardinals are yet, right? And um, the way they beat the Titans, the way they beat the Jags, the way they beat the Vikings, different ways. Kind of dominated the Titans in a way nobody expected. Got lucky against the Vikings, a team that may be better than we think, and they held them off, so credit to them. Won an ugly game as a big road favorite that they should get credit for, which had fluky plays um, that normally leads to not just losing against the spread, but losing the game outright. They did all the right things. They did the things a winning team does, and we know Cliff Kingsbury can win in September and October. That's why I want to stay away. It, like, like you just said, everything points to the Rams, but everything you just said is why it's like, but the Cardinals are in this. They're a good team, so 
just for me, it's it's too tight to really bet a lot of money on this one. Have we gotten to the game that is your biggest bet of the week yet? Almost. Pittsburgh Steelers at Green Bay Packers. The Steelers are seven-point underdogs. Pro game, Chad. Pro game. You take the good defense in Pittsburgh to bounce back. Roethlisberger is a moving corpse. Aaron Rodgers is playing like an MVP again. I can't tell you people. Uh, do your thing. Go do your teasers. Do whatever you want with Green Bay. It's going to be me and three other guys betting Pittsburgh. This is like the same thing with Miami last week. Doesn't make any sense. The number doesn't make any sense. But we bet the number and we take the value. And, you know, we hope that on fourth and 19, Roethlisberger somehow converts it and gets us a backdoor cover because he he looks like he should retire. He, he doesn't not look like a quarterback that should still, still be playing. So it's a terrifying game. I just had to tell people, like, I had this rate up four and a half. It's all the way up to seven, six and a half now. I, that's why I take Pittsburgh here, but it's it's disgusting. I, I hate that I have to bet this game, but I have to. There's no way we're putting this game in our contests. No, there's I like there's a bunch of games I like way more. Well, we're getting down to it. Like there's not that many games left. And right now we're looking at Giants plus seven and a half, Eagles seven and a half, Panthers four and a half, Vikes two and a half. I don't think we're putting the Bears minus two and a half and the Jets plus eight in there. So like we're not giving ourselves a ton of options on the menu. Do you know what I'm saying? Hey, don't don't be so quick to get rid of those Jets, though. All right. Well, we'll think about it. <laughs> yeah. If you want to take Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm here for it, Jeff. Look, Mike Tomlin is a rah-rah coach. They're in a rah-rah spot. They need the win. What? A rah-rah Mike Tomlin spot. We win the game with this crew of bodies right here today. Uh, bring your game today. They're going into enemy territory in a big game against the best quarterback in football. This is exactly the spot where you take the Steelers. It's rah-rah Mike. Rah-rah Mike. Let's hear it from you, Mike. Let the greatest of all time look at your work. All right. Baltimore Ravens at Denver Broncos. Broncos slight, slight home favorites. Oh, goodness. This is, this is it. Biggest bet of the day by far. Love the Broncos. I got on the train last week with Lamar, and he burned me. This is not a team below 500. Denver has an incredibly legit defense. I know they've had a lot of injuries at the wide receiver position, which is scary with Teddy Bridgewater. Like, his only guy left is Sutton. But they still have no offense, and they still have a two-headed horse in that running game. And we've seen Baltimore is not can't overcome all these injuries. So you're telling me we're getting a team that's getting barely any of the money, any of the tickets in Denver at home, mile high. Love it, Chad. Love it, love it, love it. This is guaranteed to be locked in as one of our five. This game, uh, the way the tickets are trending right now, I would not be surprised if the Ravens are – if this flips. Me like too. the Like the Bucks and the, the Rams last week. Like, ultimately, on Sunday, we're going to be betting on the Broncos as underdogs. Because I've already – like, I've already seen it where this is a – this is one of the bigger bets early in the week on teasers. People are really laying into the Baltimore Ravens. They're getting them up to six and uh, seven and a half, seven right now, so – be careful, people. This feels like a trap here with the Ravens. The Broncos with Teddy Covers, you know how I feel about him, and I feel like we've made mistakes not backing him more often. 100%. He's 3-0 and this year. Like, what the hell are we doing, Jeff? Honestly, sometimes what you see in front of you is what it is. You don't have to fool yourself. Sometimes we do that. We fool yeah, ourselves. Yeah, it's just brutal. Like, we wrote him. I mean, I'll never forget last year, we took him, I believe it was eight and a half underdog at Kansas City. We might have been the only us and four other people bet that game. And like the last seconds, Teddy got us that cover. And that's just where it's like, I love this guy. All he does is cover. So I hate it that we haven't we haven't used him this year. 
the biggest game in the history of the NFL <laughs> is happening on Sunday night on NBC. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at New England Patriots. The New England Patriots are six and a half point underdogs at home in this game. The line opened at three. Oh my God. It goes against everything I believe in, but I truly believe that the reason why the Patriots were the team that broke every rule for betters in the past 20 years is clearly because of Tom Brady. Yep. So I'm betting on Tom Brady to break the rules again as a big favorite on the road. Well, do it as a coward. That's what I'm doing. I've already teased this game. I teased them with the Chiefs. I did a couple other teasers with this game. Simon Hunter, professional coward. In no world does Tom Brady lose this game. But as a pro, this game's going to get up to seven, seven and a half. That's when I take the Patriots. I'm going to keep waiting. I haven't put a dime invested into the Patriots yet. But even though I know I'm going to bet the Patriots, keep waiting. This is going to keep growing. Everyone's going to be hitting this on money lines. Everyone's going to be hitting the teaser. People are going to be betting this straight. Tom Brady in a landslide, of course. A little backdoor hope. That's all I'm hoping for. Against this bad secondary of the Buccaneers. I'm just hoping Matt gets me in the back door when this gets up to seven, seven and a half. So if you're with me and you want to take the Patriots and you've already missed teasing them down to a pick with the, the Buccaneers, just wait. This is going to keep going up. So I, I feel confident that I'm able to middle this game here and take the, the Bucks outright while getting the seven and a half with the Patriots. I mean, here's the problem is Matt Jones can't throw the ball to the back door. He doesn't he can't see it from where he stands. It's not in his root tree to throw the ball through the back door because he doesn't throw it downfield. He doesn't. He's a dink and dunker. I mean, we talked about it. I, that's why I never got the hype for him at three. He is what he is. There, there is no upside like there is with Trey Lance or Justin Fields and these other quarterbacks I drifted ahead of him. Um, Mac is a game manager, but He's actually surprisingly good, Chad, at doing these quick throws and intermediate things. He's just not a long ball player. Like, they're not going to be an explosive big play team, the Patriots. But for them to grind it out, I, I honestly like them here in this position because they are kind of a grinded out team. So it's it's more about how the Buccaneers are just so banged up in the secondary that there are going to be opportunities for Mac Jones to capitalize on that. The last game on the slate. Las Vegas Raiders at Los Angeles Chargers. The first game of the season without the Manning cast, which is crushing because I've loved it. The Las Vegas Raiders, 3-0, upset wins, sneaking one out against the Miami Dolphins. The Chargers are three-and-a-half-point home favorites. I love the Chargers here. I do too. It makes me scared. I talked to a couple other pros. They bet this early at three because I was just trying to give a get a read about how the people are feeling in Vegas. Because again, they're all a little bit of homers. They're all going to these Vegas games now. They're all becoming diehard Las Vegas Raiders fans. And even they were like, you know what? Chargers are the better team. They're in the better spot. Take the Chargers here. Um, it's scaring me a little bit. So I might flip flop on this one. I'm not going to really give out a pick yet. Um, I had the line at three. Now it's three and a half. So I should be taking um, Las Vegas Raiders. Ah, I just don't want to do it. It's just like, God, this is when Gruden really like lays an egg, but scary, scary. But I people keep hitting us up, Chad. They bet our Derek Carr passing yards leader. Yeah. If this guy keeps playing overtime, we're going to kill that bet. I mean, he's already played two overtime games. I think he's up 200 yards now, the closest guy in second. So 
Derek Carr, man. We love him. It'll be an interesting race. I don't know who's in second, but watching last night, Brady. Brady. Mm. That's no, they, they, the Buccaneers cannot run the ball. It's, no. it's kind of like the same thing in Oakland. Oakland cannot run the ball, so they just pass the whole time. All right. So here's what we got right now. Our Simon says is uh, the Carolina Panthers plus four and a half, plus a taste on the money line. Our Hornets nest is the Jets plus eight, plus a taste on the money line. Feels like you might want to parlay to a little money line parlay to the Panthers and the Jets. Oh, they'll and be in a round robin. Yeah. Uh, at least round robin it. Who would we round robin? Well, let's talk about the round robin on Thursday. Um, the teams that we're thinking about that we're narrowing down the field on for Thursday Giants plus seven and a half. Eagles plus seven and a half Panthers plus four and a half Vikes plus two and a half. I'm putting the bears in there at minus two and a half jets plus eight Broncos minus one right now, but probably an underdog by the time we get to it. Seven games. We got to narrow it down to five and have some substantive conversation about. We will look, there's already one or two of those games. I could see us dropping and we have a game where I could see us switching in. Cause again, a lot of the stuff I'm waiting on right now is just injury news because there's just a lot of stuff that happened on Sunday that we don't have enough info on Tuesday to really give out. So I, I love those seven for our early picks. That's why we do it again on Thursday. Do it on Tuesday. Look at the whole slate. Do it on Thursday. Narrow it down based on market moves, news and information, more research that we've been able to do. Tuesday is about getting the best of the number on our early leans Thursday, we will narrow it down. We will give our big balls bet of the week. I know Matt Mitchell, our producer, has given us some reviews. So let me share because we love to get the reviews in. Oh, this is interesting. Okay. So this is a review from BNASH615. Five stars. And this is all we care about. Say whatever you want in the review. doesn't matter as long as you give the five stars. Awesome pod, easy listen, great content. Would pay whatever it costs for them to re-record the voiceover chick who calls out the matchups. Her voice is so annoying and I have to turn down my radio. Also, the Simon Says Drop is another one of those moments when I'm driving home and I hear it and I consider flipping my truck over the guardrail. Man. Most hate comments I get is about the Simon Says Drop. But I have other people that love it. So I'm sorry, people. It's either love it or you hate it. Well, Matt Mitchell. Well, I'll say this. A wise man and an expert manager in Chad Moment told me that feedback is a gift. So true. It's never more of a gift than when it is critical. And our friend B Nash 615, who I assume is a, a man of Nashville, I appreciate this feedback. It will be taken under consideration. Hopefully he will not flip his truck this week or in the weeks ahead when he hears these drops. I will lower their volume considerably, try to meet you halfway there. We're not gonna swap out Tina, our voiceover lady, she's a national treasure. And the Simon Says irritating song is part of its allure. It'll help you remember irritating picks, such as taking Carolina against America's team this week. So it's all part of the mystique. But I do appreciate five-star reviews, even when they lambast our show and its elements. And I will be happy to send you some swag. Just email the show at podcasts, plural, podcasts at actionnetwork.com. Darren F6, another five-star review. Again, keep them coming. We don't mind the criticism. We love it. I do have a bone to pick with this one. I've been listening to this podcast since Chad started it with his old companion, Scooch. I want to say around 2008. It's probably close. Simon, Chad's new companion can be sharp, but seems to live off his model and is constantly off on his opinion of teams and weekly situations. Sometimes I find myself 
talking back to the podcast as if I had a mic to combat his takes. I miss Scooch Roulette, which is when Scooch and I went head to head. I also miss Chad having a stronger opinion on the show. Chad seems to have gone full on, do what Simon says, oh, and two right now, which is wrong. And now lives his Sundays in the foxhole instead of on the winning side. All in all, love the show. And I'm sure Simon will bounce back as the season goes on. I don't even know what to say about that. I go against you all the time. Yeah, it seems like this guy doesn't listen to the show clear enough. Last week, I liked the Ravens. Chad was staunch in his take in taking the Lions. So we didn't put in the competition. Love the Bills. I love the Washington football team. Yeah. Go with it. This guy is, seems like a hater. We went 60% last year and we came 24th in the whole contest. I'm trying, man. I'm trying to do better than last year. It's just hard. This shit's really hard. I will try to get Chad back to his old ways of disagreeing with me more often. Hey, you know what I feel like? I feel like you took that criticism harder than I did. I'm like Teflon, man. No, I do not care. I've been in the media game a long time. I've been called terrible things. There's no more pain than looking at your bank account after a losing weekend. So no, the feelings are not hurt. Or you win thousands and thousands of dollars every weekend, and you could have won more if not for listening to me and making bad decisions like not betting the Buffalo Bills. All right. Keep those five-star reviews coming. We appreciate the criticism. Darren F. Email podcasts at actionnetwork.com. We're going to send you some swag too. We love criticism since feedback is a gift. This has been the Favorites Podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. Download it wherever podcasts are available. Apple, Spotify, rate, review, five-star reviews. You're going to get some swag. Until Thursday, for Simon Hunter, I am Chad Millman. Love you.